This is the station you turn to first for live team coverage of breaking news. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning. It is 7.01. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Ted Woodward. Steve McIntosh has the day off. It is Wednesday, January 4th. We'll be taking a look at dangers when the temperatures get this way for animals. Wichita man has been charged in a fatal multiple shooting. I'm Dan O'Neill. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. It is a clear and chilly start to the morning here in Wichita, with temperatures running pretty close to normal for this time of year. Our full forecast here in just a few minutes. Currently in Wichita, we have a clear sky. It is 28 degrees here on this Wednesday morning. A Wichita man has been charged in a fatal multiple shooting. 39-year-old Kenneth Jackson was charged with second-degree murder in the shooting deaths of two people and the wounding of two others on the city's southeast side last month. The incident happened December 23rd in the 900 block of South Mission near Lincoln and Woodlawn. According to police, 39-year-old Jose Alvarez and 22-year-old Neosha Allen were killed. Two other men, ages 22 and 42, were injured. Bond for Jackson was set at $1.5 million. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. Icy ponds, lakes, and rivers can be a danger for dogs and other pets when the temperatures get around this area, right around freezing. There were two separate incidents on Tuesday in which dogs fell through the ice here in the area and had to be rescued. One of those took place in the Arkansas River near Central and Museum Boulevard. Lieutenant Aaron Hall with the Wichita Fire Department says some people out for a walk saw the dog in the water. They stayed out of the way. Uh, they noticed a dog in distress. They called 911. Uh, and then we were able to go out and rescue the dog. And in another case, two dogs fell through the ice in Goddard. However, rescue crews were only able to save one of those dogs. The man at the center of the college admissions scandal set to be sentenced today. Federal prosecutors have recommended that Rick Singer serve six years in prison, calling him the mastermind behind the college admissions scandal that has become known as Operation Varsity Blues. Singer's lawyers are asking for no more than six months in prison. The scheme snagged more than 50 exam proctors, coaches, and parents, including celebrities like actresses Felicity Huffman and Lori Loughlin, involving payoffs that secured college acceptances for children of wealthy clients. Singer, a former college admissions advisor, pleaded guilty in 2019 and became a government informant. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. A man in Connecticut is charged in connection with the killings of his two-year-old son and then burying him in a plastic bag in a park. Police say the remains of Liam Rivera were found under fresh dirt at a Stamford Park. The boy's father is also accused of holding the young boy's mother at gunpoint over the past week. The medical examiner ruling the boy was killed by blunt force trauma to the head. But so far, the father's only being held on a probation violation charge. Cops arresting him in a cab that was heading to New York. He'd previously been arrested for abusing the boy when he was just eight months old. Gary Baumgarten, Fox News. The cleanup continues in Washington County, Kansas, in the northeast part of the state following that Keystone, uh, the Keystone oil pipeline spill. TC Energy operates the pipeline. It says Mill Creek is being diverted to flow downstream of the containment area. The company says it's donating $7,500 for mobile and radio equipment to help Washington County emergency responders. 
More questions coming in about the change in the Kansas food sales tax rate that took effect on New Year's Day. Some shoppers who went to Walmart locations across the state on Sunday say they experienced some overtaxing on their final bills. They said the retailer told them there was an error in processing the sales tax where the subtotal of all the items bought was taxed twice rather than each individual item being taxed at its assigned rate. Some people, instead of paying about a 5% tax, were paying a 12.5% tax on their groceries on Sunday. In a statement, the Kansas Department of Revenue said that customers with grocery purchases made on or after New Year's Day should have seen a 2.5% reduction in the state sales tax rate. State sales tax reduction on groceries began on New Year's Day. It does not affect local tax rates. If a customer did not see that reduction on approved grocery items, they should seek a refund for the excess tax charged by the... They need to go back to the retailer with a valid receipt to get that money back. A freak accident in Utah turns deadly, and that Mega Millions drawing is now bigger and our... Live KSN Storm Track 3 forecast with meteorologist Ron L. Williams is coming up as well. KNSS News Time, 706. Seven oh nine with Stephen Ted in the morning on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. An apparent freak accident takes the life of a Utah ski resort employee. An unnamed worker at Park City Mountain Resort has died after being ejected from a ski chair lift. Extreme snowfall appears to have caused a tree to fall on that lift and sever the cable, sending riders plummeting 25 feet. The 29-year-old employee was the only one killed. Ten others were injured and evacuated by ski patrol. Parts of Utah have recently been hit with record amounts of snow. Park City received 56 inches in just one week. Tom Graham, Fox News. Nobody won the first Mega Millions drawing of the year. The jackpot going up again. The winning numbers for Tuesday night's jackpot of 785 million were 25, 29, 33, 41, 44, and a Mega Ball 18. With no big winner, the jackpot now grows to at least $940 million for Friday night's drawing with a cash option of $483.5 million. The jackpot will be the fourth largest Mega Millions ever and sixth largest lottery jackpot in history. The Mega Millions jackpot was last won back on October 14th when lottery players in California and Florida split a $494 million prize. Ted Lindner, Fox News. 7-11 with Stephen Ted here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Two areas of pretty heavy traffic out there right now. One of them... uh, East and westbound Kellogg right around Seneca. The other one, north and southbound I-135 right around 1st and 2nd Street. Uh, just some heavy traffic volumes. Traffic uh, does appear to be moving uh, at speed, so that's uh, good news there. Just watch out for slowdowns when volumes are this high. Traffic update, 98.7 at 1330 KNSS. Brought to you by Joe Dubrava and Carl's Goodyear Tire. Located downtown at Market and Waterman and online carlstire.com your home for complete car care and it's time for the live ksn storm track three forecast here's meteorologist ronnell williams hello ronnell hey ted how you doing good morning good good how are you on this wednesday 
yeah, not too bad. You know, things, of course, pretty quiet out there. And honestly, not too eventful. Uh, not only yesterday, with the exception of that chilly breeze, some clouds that were just in and out. But uh, I expect to see the same thing happen today. And a little bit farther along down the line, this is going to be the, the big part of the weather story. The fact that there's not really going to be a whole lot happening. So especially with the upcoming weekend just getting closer, just uh, make sure that you go ahead set the forecast to cruise control and just enjoy the smooth sailing as we go through the next few days now while we do need moisture at least travel trouble is going to be at a minimum so at least we have that going for us we'll have a partly cloudy sky today a breeze out of the north and west only at 10 to 20 miles an hour so it's going to be breezy while the sun is up but it shouldn't be too gusty out there. And then after a freezing start this morning, we'll get up to a high of 46, pretty close to that average high of 43. Mixture of clouds and stars tonight with a low of 25, back down below freezing, but then gaining a few degrees for our Thursday and expecting lots of sunshine tomorrow. High of 49 for tomorrow. Uh, once we get into our Friday, this is uh, especially when we'll see uh, a milder turn in our temperatures, getting up to 55 degrees for a high Friday afternoon under that mixture of sunshine and clouds. Also going to be a breezy day. There's going to be another uh, weak disturbance, which is going to approach, uh, possibly sparking a, uh, a rain-snow shower, mainly to the north and east of our area, but due to close proximity, something that we'll be keeping an eye on. But for now, we're, we're going to keep uh, uh, areas between Friday and Saturday pretty dry out there. We will see uh, another dip in our temperatures as we go from 55 on Friday down to 45 Saturday, right back up to 50 degrees on Sunday, though. Staying dry uh, all the way through the middle of next week, Monday through Wednesday, high 53 with a partly cloudy sky. Right now, we're at 27 degrees with uh, just a few clouds out there. Nice sunrise in the works, though. Northwest wind, slight for now at 8 miles an hour, but still giving us a wind chill of 19. Nice sunrise right now, huh? Yeah. Yeah, pretty bright out there already to start the day. And with the exception of maybe a few clouds uh, moving in and out, it does look like we should get good amounts of sunshine today. Well, I'll tell you what, with all this wind in California and snow north of us and tornadoes southeast of us, I'm kind of glad we're in this little pocket of nice calmness right now. Yeah, and you know what? I think the only negative is, of course, we do need that moisture, but, you know, at least we have those nice, quiet days ahead where everything in the rest of the country is, you know, going to be pretty active out there. Ron L., have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, you too. That is the KSN Storm Track 3 forecast from meteorologist Ron L. Williams, live at this time every morning, right here with Steve and Ted on KNSS. It is 714 with Steve and Ted. It was 70 years ago on this day. Thousands of people attended the funeral of country music star Hank Williams in Montgomery, Alabama. He had passed away from heart failure on New Year's Day. Hmm. In the back seat of a car, Hank Williams was 29 when he died. He didn't seem like he was 29. Nope. He's one of those guys that you really you don't know what his age was. He looked much older than that. But gosh, he died in his 20s. Yeah. <laughs> that was his funeral was 70 years ago today. Yeah. Wallet well, he, Hub. He did out. He did outlive the 27 Club, though. So. Yep. Just a couple of years, but. Wallet Hub compared more than 180 U.S. cities across 32 key indicators, looking for the best cities for jobs. Anything oh, the from job, job opportunities, employment yeah. growth, monthly average starting salary, things like that. Your top five cities for jobs Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, San Jose, Orlando, Columbia, Maryland, and San Francisco. Of course, if you get a job in San Francisco, the starting pay, you're, you'll be barely <laughs> able to afford a closet. 
Right. The housing costs out there are insane. The housing costs are way up. I, I imagine the starting pay is fairly good, but that's really offset entirely by the cost of everything. The bottom five places to get jobs are all in the Deep South. Bottom five, Columbus, Georgia, Gulfport, Mississippi, Brownsville, Texas, Augusta, Georgia, and at the bottom of the list, Memphis. Memphis. Hmm. Not the greatest place to go if you're in the job market. Uh, locally, Overland Park made the top 30. Hey. Mostly because the OP was tied for first in median annual income, number two on the list in affordable housing. All it's right. still cheaper to live here in the Midwest than it is other places. Yep. <laughs> St. Louis made the top 40. St. Louis was really? number one on the list in most job opportunities. That's kind of surprising. Yeah. Huh. Uh, locally, uh, you know, towards the bottom of the list, no, a lot of us didn't even make the top 100 in this list for best cities for jobs. Kansas City, Missouri, just outside the top 100, as is Tulsa. Wichita, a little further down the list at 134. <laughs> and wow. uh, Oklahoma City almost uh, barely made the top 150, kind of in the bottom 30 there. So. Wow. Yeah, huh? some of those numbers not so great. Nope. Anyway, that's what WalletHub figured out when they put together the list of the best cities for jobs, and Jad helped compile some of that for us, so thank you, Jad. Yeah. It is 717 with Steve and Ted here on KNSS. Let's take a look at what's going on in sports, and we start out with college men's basketball action last night. We'll start out with Kansas State. How about the Wildcats? On the road, visiting sixth-ranked Texas. Texas had not lost a game yet in its new arena, the Moody Center. And uh, like we said, the Longhorns ranked sixth in the nation. This one was wild and wacky. And neither team was too interested in stopping the other one, as it was a shootout. Kansas State won the game. The final score was 116 to 103. That's that's NBA scoring. Yeah, it that, is. That is uh, the 116 points for the Wildcats, the most in K-State history in one game. How about that? K-State senior Marquise Noel with a career-high 36 points. He also dished out nine assists, and he was a perfect 12-for-12 at the free-throw line. K-State is off to its best start in 13 years, now 13-1 and on the season. Wildcats have a seven-game winning streak, their longest winning streak in seven years. And their last two wins this week have been over nationally-ranked opponents. So they're 2-0 and to start the Big 12 conference portion of the season, too. <laughs> It's all good news for the K-State men's basketball team with that wild win last night, scoring 116 points on the road against the sixth-ranked team in the nation. How about that? All right, let's go over to Lubbock, where things were a little more low-scoring between third-ranked Kansas and Texas Tech. The Red Raiders came in, second-longest home winning streak in the nation, 29 games in a row. This thing would come down to the very end. Tight. KU got a steal and a bucket late to go up by three, but the Red Raiders had the ball with the waning seconds winding down and a chance to tie it up. You heard the game last night on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Pettiford and McCullough out front for Kansas defensively. They get it into Washington, dribbling it right side. They need a three to tie. They're looking for O'Banner. He's in trouble, forces one up. It's an air ball, and KU will win. And look who contested the shot, Kevin McCullough, making sure it was a miss. Yeah, got his hands up, played without fouling. Might have got a piece of it, but regardless, Kansas goes to 2-0 in the Big 12. Massive road win here in Lubbock to start our road week. 1-0 here on the road. We'll go to Morgantown on Saturday and see what happens. But a huge one tonight. 
Yeah, Jayhawks win it 75-72. Texas Tech's 29-game home winning streak, second longest in the nation, snapped in front of 14,000 in Lubbock last night. Dewan Harris Jr. led the Jayhawks with a career-high 18 points. KU defending national champs. Jayhawks are now on a seven-game winning streak, 13-1 on the season. We have hockey action tonight in downtown Wichita between the top two teams in the division, the second-place Wichita Thunder hosting the top team in the league, the Idaho Steelheads. Both teams playing great hockey right now. The Thunder has won six of its last seven. Idaho on an 11-game winning streak. Coming into town, these two will play three times in the next four nights in downtown Wichita starting tonight. 7.05, might see some pretty good hockey tonight downtown at Intrust Bank Arena. We have college women's basketball tonight. Wichita State is on the road at Tulsa. Both teams are 11-3 on the season. Both are 1-0 in the conference. Shocker ladies are coming off back-to-back wins. And heading into this game, let's get some more from Shocker head coach, Keitha Adams. We still got to be attacking in transition. But once we, if we don't have it in transition, then in the half-court setting, we've got to really move the ball and make them work on defense. And we can't make one pass and try to force something. And so reversing the basketball, moving the ball, is something we really want to do. And the Shockers had better guard the perimeter. Tulsa leads the nation in three-pointers. Should be a good one tonight. The Shocker ladies on the road at Tulsa. Steve Strain will have live coverage of Shocker women's basketball beginning at 6.15 this evening. That's over on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. And a huge Shocker basketball birthday today to one of the Shocker legends. Cliff Levingston is 62 today. The big 6-8 forward for the Shockers as he was a huge Huge force for the Shockers. Led the Shockers in scoring and rebounding, both his freshman and sophomore seasons. In his three years with the Shockers, he averaged 16 points a game. When he left Wichita State, he was number eight all-time in scoring and number nine all-time in, uh, number four all-time in rebounding. As uh, he averaged double-doubles all three years with the Shockers. His freshman year, 16 points, 10 rebounds. His sophomore year, 19 points, 11 rebounds a game. His junior year, 14 points and 10 rebounds a game. Why he was drafted number nine overall into the NBA draft by the Detroit Pistons. He was later on traded to the Atlanta Hawks. He ended up with the Chicago Bulls, where he won two NBA championship rings. He was on those first two NBA titles with, for the Chicago Bulls back in 1991 and 92. Cliff had a nice 11 years in the NBA. And, of course, his number 54 is retired, hanging from the rafters at Coke Arena. Shocker basketball great Cliff Levingston. It's his birthday. He is 62 today. And that's sports with Stephen Ted on KNSS. 723 with Stephen Ted. We have a traffic and weather update on the way. And a medical expert gives a diagnosis for Damar Hamlin, the football player that suffered cardiac arrest on the field at the Monday night football game. House call for help is coming up. KNSS News Time, 723. This is Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning. It is 731. You are listening to 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. It is Wednesday, January 4th. Currently in Wichita, we have a clear sky, 28 degrees. 
A football player at Fort Hayes State was shot and killed outside a bar in Oklahoma City on New Year's Day. Oklahoma City police say 22-year-old Daniel Howard died and four others were injured in the shooting outside of the Sunset Patio Lounge. Police say the shooting took place following a fight that broke out inside the bar and several people were kicked out. Some of the injured were bystanders. Howard played two seasons at Northeastern Oklahoma A&M before transferring to Fort Hayes State in Kansas in the spring of 22. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. The state tax revenue for Kansas last month exceeded the estimate by $140 million. The nearly $1.1 billion collected, that's nearly 15% more than anticipated. It was also close to 22% more than what was collected in December of 2021. The man, uh, U.S., the United States is keeping its eye on what's going on in North Korea. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre went a bit further than the simple no President Biden gave Monday. We're not discussing joint nuclear exercises. The ROK is a non-nuclear uh, weapon state. ROK, short for Republic of Korea or South Korea. Still, the U.S. is concerned about the escalation by the DPRK or North Korea. Jean-Pierre said President Biden and South Korean President Yoon Suk-yeol are prepared. For an effective, uh, coordinated response to a range of scenarios. Including any perceived North Korean nuclear threat. Grinnell Scott, Fox News. The Butler County Sheriff's Office has welcomed a new canine to the team. Canine Boone is a two-year-old bloodhound. is being trained for tracking and trailing. According to the Butler County Sheriff's Office, Canine Boone will be used to help locate missing adults and children as well. The Kansas Department of Health and Environment issuing now three boil water advisories in various areas across south-central Kansas just in the past 24 hours. We've already had one uh, issued Monday for the city of Garden Plain in Sedgwick County and another one for the city of Norwich Public Water Supply System in Kingman County. Now a third boil advisory. This is for the city of Leon in Butler County. That was issued yesterday afternoon, all because of a loss of pressure in the distribution system. Final preparations are being made at the Vatican. This ahead of tomorrow's funeral service for former Pope Benedict XVI. The death of a pope, even one no longer serving, is an opportunity for Catholics to show gratitude and respect. It's also a chance to deepen their connection with their church and their faith. Some of those who can do so are arriving here at Champino Airport, where the usual stream of holidaymakers and business travellers is swollen with pilgrims and mourners. Many will witness history tomorrow as one pope oversees the funeral of another for the very first time. Thousands in attendance and millions around the world will share the personal connection that existed between Francis and Benedict. In Rome, Jonathan Savage, Fox News. A California congressman with a unique plan for his swearing-in ceremony... When he takes the oath of office, incoming Democrat U.S. Representative Robert Garcia says he plans to be sworn in with a very rare edition of a Superman comic rather than the traditional Bible. The self-proclaimed comics nerd Garcia says he will be sworn in with a copy of the U.S. Constitution as well as an original Superman number one provided by the Library of Congress. Garcia, the former mayor of Long Beach, says comics have a special meaning for him since he says he learned to read and write from reading comics about the Man of Steel. His swearing-in, though, still in limbo, after the House Tuesday failed to select a new speaker. Sue Gosman, Fox News. 
The snowpack in California's mountains off to one of its best starts in 40 years. The California Department of Water Resources says this early snowpack offering hope that the drought-stricken state could soon see relief in the spring when the snow melts and flows into reservoirs that provide water for drinking and farming. Statewide, snowpack is at 174% of the historical average for this year. Even more snow is expected later this week and over the weekend, giving the state hope for a wet winter. The past three years have been the driest on record for California. Governor Gavin Newsom has been urging people to try and conserve water. John Saucier, Fox News. Let's take a look at our weather forecast here on this Wednesday with meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Temperatures fell below freezing overnight in Wichita, but we warm close to or slightly above normal throughout the rest of the week. It'll be mostly sunny, a few passing clouds with a high today 45, clear overnight, Tarlow 27, sunny and 47 on Thursday. I'm KNSS meteorologist Ann Holiday. Currently in Wichita, we have a clear sky, a breeze out of the northwest. It is 28 degrees here on this Wednesday morning. 7.36 with Steve and Ted here on KNSS, and at this time, every Wednesday morning, we check in with Tom Hine from the Kansas Department of Transportation and see what's going on on the roadways. Happy New Year, Tom. And Happy New Year to you, Ted. Good morning. Good morning. Good to talk to you, and here we are in the new year. I tell you what, we've had a lot of travel difficulties with snow up in the northwest part of the state, but uh, I, think we're, I think we're in pretty good shape right here in, in our part of the woods right now. Boy, and any time in the wintertime when we get above 40 degrees, I think that's a pretty nice day in Kansas. Oh, I completely agree. That's a, we'll take any one of those days. What uh, Now that we're into the new year, what's uh, what are we hitting the ground with? Well, we've got a lot of projects going on in the future. We don't have a lot on the ground right now, but, of course, that North Junction is still going on. Mm-hmm. We've got a closure on Friday from 9 to 3 for the northbound I-135 exit to eastbound K254, they'll be doing a bridge deck concrete pour over that ramp, so we don't want uh, cars running underneath that. So that'll be closed, but that's just uh, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., and people usually find a workaround. Uh, We'll continue to see those closures at the North Junction, and the next phase of the North Junction project will begin later this month. I don't know exactly when. It'll depend on weather a little bit. Uh, That work Uh, concentrates on that intersection of I-135 and eastbound K-96. So we'll see some improvements there, and we'll see about three years of construction there. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to have you look into your crystal ball. If if we're talking one year exactly from now, is there anything that's going to – any projects that are going to wrap up in the year 2023 here? Yes. The North Junction project that's going on right now, that takes care of those two ramps from I-135 to southbound 235. That wraps wraps up in, I believe, September. We'll okay. see how that goes. So this concrete pour that we have Friday is part of that, that bridge that is the northbound I-135 to southbound 235 flyover. So we will see part of that project wrapping up within this year. Yes, we will. We'll see that. All that work at the very north junction should wrap up this year, and then we'll move that move a lot of the work down south a little bit to that next intersection of 135 and K96 eastbound. Sounds good. Well, it sounds like you made it uh, into the new year all right. We're into the new year. Looking forward to uh, a better year, <laughs> I hope. 
<laughs> well, we, we always have to be optimistic at the beginning, right? Exactly. We always hope for that and hope for uh, hope for better things ahead. So I said I agree with you on that. Hey, Tom, thanks for checking in with us, and we'll talk to you again next week. My pleasure. Always good to talk to you. That is Tom Hine from the Kansas Department of Transportation, the Wichita Metro Public Affairs Manager for KDOT. That's good stuff. Always nice to check in with Tom. 739 with Stephen Ted here on KNSS, and, of course, a Kansas uh, political legend, Bob Steffen, passing away at the age of 89. And with us this morning is a special guest. I want to talk a little bit about that is the host of this show, Steve McIntosh. Hello, Steve. I'm not your special guest. I'm your I'm your coworker. <laughs> oh, not this week. You aren't. Ah, hey, listen. I, I thanks for letting me comment a little bit about Bob Steffen, as a person who was an influence was an influence on my life. Uh, the word came from his brother Don, and Don Steffen was a longtime advertising uh, uh, had his own agency advertising person here in town. Bob uh, Steffen passing away, as you said, at the age of 89, and it brought back some memories for me because uh, he was probably the first. Uh, Government official I really ever met as a as a radio a broadcaster when I started at KWBB in 1970. Uh, my boss Chuck Schechner sent me to the county courthouse after I got through doing my news, and he says, "Go down there and cover this murder trial." And I, I didn't know what to do. He says, "Just go see Bob Steffen. He's on the eighth floor or whatever it was, and he'll tell you what to do." So I went in there, and, and there's this little guy behind a desk, and he wasn't very big, but he, was, he says. Hey, come on in! And I, he offered me a cup of coffee, and and he gave me a tutorial on what the county courthouse, what the courts were like, and I'll never forget that. He would, I was, there was no reason for him to do that, but he he was a very friendly man, and his his office was covered with uh, these little porcelain and these little statuettes of, of elephants. He collected them. He was a Republican, you know, so he had an elephant collection. But uh, I got to know him over the years, and. Uh, uh, found out about his uh, seven-year about, about seven-year battle with cancer. He he at one time had cancer. He said just about every part part of my body you can think of, and for seven years he battled cancer, and and that was one reason why late in life he became a proponent for uh, medicinal marijuana. He said if it can help with that pain, yeah, we got to do it. So anyway, they were that was uh, my memories of Bob. He actually came to my uh, Sunday school class when I was at a Sunday school class, and he was a guest speaker on that subject of his faith and and so forth. And uh, you know, just a, a heck of a guy. I think there's some a little bit of trivia. You know, he grew up at Brown Second and Meridian over there behind Allison Junior High School, and there were two other guys in his neighborhood that he kind of ran around with. One was Vern Miller, and the other was Kent Frizzell. And all three of those guys would become Kansas Attorney General at some point. And, of course, Bob served for 16 years in the AG's office, graduated North High School, I believe one year ahead of Vera Miles in uh, 47. But uh, that was quite a class over there at North High School. But uh, well, he was a great guy, very outgoing, great sense of humor, a lot of fun, and uh, a dedicated public servant. I just is uh, one of the, the finest people I ever met. And I, we mourn the passing of Bob Steffen. Yeah, a super guy and and uh, well liked by so many, and like you talked about, the, his proponent, huge proponent of medicinal marijuana, and he was beating that drum back in the 1990s before anyone was really talking about it, and he, he hit it hard, and he, I think he was about 30 years ahead of his time on all that. Yeah, he was he was a proponent, like I said, with all that pain that he was going through, and he he knew some people who were going through it, and they they were telling him, Bob, this stuff helps. And so he didn't, he didn't go there with a 
with a you know an ideological political point of view. He came at it from a human being point of view. Can we can we help people who are suffering? And I, I always liked that. That was part of Bob. Bob was he, he identified with other people who had pain. So yeah, it's a great guy. It was fun. It was great knowing him. I, I we mourn his passing. And maybe the uh, the last of a a few close to the last of a breed of Wichita natives that have stirred at the state level in politics. Don't see right. that much anymore. I think he ran for governor and, and didn't make it at one point, but uh, it's probably the same for with Vern Miller too. But uh, yeah, we just we don't uh, we have much luck there up there in Topeka with those guys. Yeah, not not a lot. <laughs> Doesn't happen very often. Yeah, but like you well, said, I want to tell you real quick. I, no. I I met somebody last night at a basketball game. I have always wanted to meet and talk to you a little bit, and it was a short conversation. A guy named Steve Eck, who's a Basketball coach at Capen. Basket, right? Basketball legend. Yeah. <laughs> was won, he's won national titles. Yeah, at Hutch Juco and, and, and Capen and South. I, was, I saw him at the game. My, my daughter and granddaughters were cheering at the Capen and Carroll game last night. And I saw him over there in the stands during the girls' game. I thought, I'm going to go talk to him. So, you know, I went up, stick out my paws, and told him who I was. And he says, uh, and I just uh, talked to him about how much I enjoyed watching his teams play because they're always well coached, and he's very soft spoken. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. offer you a great deal. Yeah. He, you know, kind of, yes, we did, and hello, three or four, three or four word answers. But you don't see how a guy like that can can be such a great coach. But apparently, that soft spoken approach works with these kids today. Well, he comes from an amazing family. He's a he's an unbelievable coach. And he develops a rapport with his players, unlike very few coaches I've seen in my life. So. Yeah, I guess that's true, right? It was, it was fun. It was interesting, though, and fun to talk to him for just about thirty seconds. That's all we got to talk. <laughs> well, good stuff. Oh, you're out meeting and greeting people on your time off. I, I applaud you. Having a good time. Good, good, good. Well, you'll be rested and ready when you get back here next week. Absolutely. Sounds good. Hey, have a have a good time, Steve. We'll see you soon. Okay, see ya. That is Steve McIntosh, the host of this show, Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS, checking in and and uh, getting some getting some perspectives from Steve McIntosh. Seven forty-five with Steve and Ted here on KNSS. A local business update from the Wichita Business Journal is on the way, and we'll be talking about uh, a national chicken restaurant chain with another location here in Wichita, possibly. KNSS News Time, seven forty-five. with Steve and Ted in the morning on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. A local business update from the Wichita Business Journal is on the way. Look at some of the factors in the growth of business aviation coming up. Now, Steve and Ted, it's time for three big things. Southwest Airlines offering travelers free miles after that flying mess spanning Christmas week. Gasoline prices jump 10% in the Wichita area, now up to 3 bucks a gallon. One. Former Kansas Attorney General Bob Steffen has died at the age of 89. The Wichita native was Attorney General here in Kansas in the 1970s through the 1990s. Three big things with Stephen Ted, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. A little earlier this morning, we had a traffic accident. It was a Maple and 167th Street West. 
So watch for slowdowns there. Uh, otherwise, right now, the traffic volume is pretty high, but I'm not really seeing any big problems on the roadways here in Wichita. Traffic on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS is brought to you by Joe DeBrava and Carl's Goodyear Tire, located downtown at Market and Waterman, and online at carlstire.com, your home for complete car care. And a look at our weather forecast here on this Wednesday, looking at a high of 45 degrees under a mostly sunny sky today. Overnight low down to 27, clear sky overnight. And kind of the same thing tomorrow, another sunny day, high Thursday, 47. Currently in Wichita, we have a clear sky, a breeze out of the northwest. It is 28 degrees We're on our way to a high of 45 here on this Wednesday. 751 with Stephen Ted, and it is time for a local business update from the Wichita Business Journal this morning. Mitesh Patel has plans to expand the national chicken restaurant chain's local presence, and that's going on in northwest Wichita. The developer telling the Wichita Business Journal this week he's recently closed on land in front of the Sam's Club at 29th and Mays. Wants to start the permitting process soon for a new Popeyes at that location. In June, Patel said that his son... Uh, has signed a franchise agreement for 16 new Popeye's restaurants in Kansas during the next five years. Half of those will be here in the Wichita area. Patel said he hopes to start work in the next two months on the one at 29th and Mays. Um, not yet tabbed a builder for that project. Targeting date still to be determined. And the Popeye's will go up on land about three-quarters of an acre between the Duncan and the IHOP on the east side of Mays Road there. The factors that drove rapid growth in business aviation following the pandemic are showing signs of slowing. Might not be all bad for manufacturers in Wichita. Aviation analyst Brian Foley of Brian Foley Associates writes on his website that leading edge metrics like flight hours and book to bill ratios at aircraft makers like the locally based Textron unit of Textron Aviation have begun to decline. But what remains, he says, should be a lasting boost to the industry's baseline. It's now cooling to a more sustainable level. Foley recounting the dynamics that led to sudden growth in the industry. That includes rising personal stock portfolios, lower interest rates, and, of course, the desire to avoid commercial air travel during the pandemic. And that led to rapid increases for charter services and used plane sales. And that did help drive an increasing demand for service work. And that benefits Wichita. But in terms of job creation, things improved even more locally. Many customers eventually looked to new aircraft ownership trying to meet their needs. For example, backlog at Textron Aviation, which builds Beechcraft and Cessna aircraft here in town. Uh, that backlog grew from $1.4 billion first quarter of 2020 to $6.5 billion by the end of the third quarter just a few months ago. The manufacturer spent much of last year on a local hiring blitz, trying to help meet the growing demand and push its Wichita area workforce to about 10,000 people. And that is a local business update from the Wichita Business Journal. We'll have more local business news coming up one hour from now, right here with Stephen Ted on KNSS. 7.54 with Stephen Ted. Uh, more than two-thirds of economists at 23 big banks are predicting a recession this year. Americans potentially starting to feel the impact of the, Feder the Federal Reserve's seven rate hikes. Stagnation, also a concern after more than $20 trillion in stimulus payments have been given out since 2020. Meanwhile, only a handful of countries are expected to reduce debt this year. As countries fund their government spending with higher deficits and tax hikes, middle class getting squeezed. Congressional Budget Office finding inflation ate into a greater share of their incomes compared with low and high income households. 
Large corporations bracing for potential downturn. Goldman Sachs CEO warning that mass layoffs might be weeks away. While the chief of the IMF says the fund expects one-third of the world economy will be in recession this year. Well, I was talking with Tom Leffler just a few minutes ago. We were talking about optimism, and boy, that story I just read <laughs> is just about as pessimistic as you can get. Yeah, sounded that way. Mass layoffs, <laughs> the whole world in a recession. That's great, great. Yeah. Looking forward to what 2023 brings to us. Uh. I think we all are. And the, Yeah, great, great, great. All right, it's 7.55 with Steve and Ted here on KNSS. We have a big 8 o'clock hour on the way. We'll be checking in with Fox News Radio's Tanya J. Powers, and we'll talk about college rankings and the changes there. Jad Chambers, uh, how about entertainment news in the blur? Uh, well, we're going to get an update on Jeremy Renner's condition, the actor that was injured in a uh, snowplow accident. Uh, accident. We've also got a new reality television show we'll tell you about coming up. Entertainment news in the blur. That'll be at 835 this morning. Big 8 o'clock hour on the way. Glad you're with us. King NSS News Time, 756.